0: Thank you so much for joining us online today at Christ Covenant Church. We hope you sense God's presence and are encouraged by the message. Now, here's Pastor Ryan Weems. Uh, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. If you've got a Bible, uh, Bible app, Acts chapter 2 is starting in verse 42 is where we're going to stick and stay today. Now, as you're turning there, what we're about to read is the early church, the earliest Christian church. And I like to say it this way. What we're about to read is before man got too involved and messed it up a little bit, okay? So this is the church at its finest, uh, God's best for the church. And it was just a group of people who loved Jesus. They received power from the Holy Spirit. And then what we're about to read is what happens next. So Acts chapter two, starting in verse 42. And here's what it says. They, so the people of God, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Notice that it didn't say the sharing of salad. It was the breaking of bread. It was godly carbs in Jesus' name. I thought that was funnier than you laughed. Okay, we'll see. I'll try to get in next service. Verse 43, these are the jokes, by the way. doesn't get any better than this verse 43 everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day they continued to meet together somebody shout together Together. they met together in the temple courts they broke bread there's that bread again y'all they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, those who were being saved. Let's stop there. Why don't you bow your heads with me, close your eyes. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for this snapshot, this picture, this image of what your church looks like and should look like. And so we pray God the same things that you did back then at the launching of the church you would do again today. I pray, God, that you would encourage your people, encourage us. I pray for those especially that are brand new to church and for those that maybe even have some church hurt in their past. I pray, God, that you would help us to to push past all those, those misconceptions and all those different things that we've experienced, God, that maybe have hurt the image that we have of the church and I pray God that we would get back as a body the body of Christ that we get back to what the church should look like and must look like I pray God that you'd help us to um, to heal and I pray God you help us to move forward together to be all that you've called us to be God this is what we do this is who we are and we ask all this in Jesus mighty name we pray amen all right so what we just read the church at its best at its finest healthy and thriving and this is of course what god wants for us too you know um my wife Isabel, she's serving in one of our uh preschool classrooms right now and she'll be in second service in here with us Um, but my wife Isabel was a few years ago, we've been, this November 19th will actually be five years we've been here in Houston, and it was three years ago, Whoop it was three years ago that uh, she got kind of the green thumb, she kind of had that that bug, I don't know what happens to you ladies and guys, but all of a sudden you want to plant stuff, and so that happened about three years ago, and so we got this box in the back, and one of those flower beds there, and she's got different plants that she does, and and, uh, we're this close to living off the land, you know, if things go crazy and come eat at our house and so we got tomatoes and jalapenos and herbs and all kinds of stuff uh, back there and and it's awesome what, what, she's, what she's doing. Um, but as you know, when you got any kind of vegetation, what my wife does is she gets the seeds from a store. Uh, she plants them in the soil. And then there's all these kind of factors um, that got to go right in order for that seed to germinate and to grow, right? You get that, not rocket science. And so she's learned this and you know this and I know this and we've all learned this, but, but not every seed that she plants grows, Um, There's again those certain factors at play and I've shared before, so I won't be long about it, but we've got these bunnies in our backyard that were cute and cuddly at first, but they totally played us. And these are bad bunnies. I'm not talking about the musical artist, okay? Like they're bad, they're evil, and uh, they now eat all of the different plants, and they especially love strawberries, something sweet. And so as soon as they start to blossom, those flowers that turn into the strawberries, they're already eating them up, all that kind of stuff. And, And it's a real issue. So we gotta be careful of those, not only that, but you know this I know this that you've got to make sure that plants get the right amount of sunlight not too much not too little the right amount of water not too much not too little and again there's a lot of factors at play not every seed germinates and grows into vegetation and produces food and so again what my wife has to do is she's got to make sure that that seed is in the right healthy environment She's got to make sure that it's got the right amount of water, the right amount of sunlight, everything, all those factors. And if the seed is healthy, it will grow. It will thrive. And it's the exact same way when it comes to God's house. When you see a church that is on life support, when you see a church that's about to go under, when you see a church where where God is not moving in their midst, that's not the problem with God, y'all understand me? The problem is with the church us and so we've got to make sure that we're doing what we can god is definitely going to do what he can only do build the church but we've got a responsibility to make sure that there's health and when there's health there will be growth in the same way that fruit is evidence of a plant's health there are signs there are markers that you can look at as evidence health of a uh, health of a church and And the book of Acts just beautifully lays out these key markers, these key indicators. I spent a little while with our staff this last week going through eight different signs of health we see. Today, I wanna give you two, okay? And so if you're taking notes, you can write these down. These are healthy markers of the church that God has called us to be. Number one is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, you should write this down. Uh, Number one, uh, we have childlike wonder, not constant worry. That's a marker of a healthy church. Doesn't mean there's not issues, doesn't mean there's not problems, but there's this childlike wonder, not constant worry. And I really like this, and I don't think we talk about this much, but it's a huge factor when it comes to a church's health. Childlike wonder, not constant worry and stress. As you look back at what the scriptures said, I'm just preaching Bible like always, Acts 2.43, everyone was filled with awe, Scholars will tell you this is even people outside of the church that weren't church people. They were filled with awe too at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And so with the early church at its launch, there was like an awe in the air. Like it was almost like you could cut it with a knife. It was tangible. You could sense, like there was this expectation that God is great, who God is and his supernatural power. It was this sense of reverence and respect for God. Uh, Bible scholars will tell you this was critical for the early church because people were against them from day one. And so there had to be some reverence and some fear even outside the church of what was happening in the church. That way the church could launch Properly. And so it was even people that weren't believers that were like, man, God is doing something in the middle of you. So it's this sense of wonder. I wrote it down this way it's this idea of being wonderstruck, of being wonderstruck, that you are struck with wonder and awe. Something supernatural is happening in our midst. and And you know this, but go back to when you were a child. Like when you were a child, uh, you experienced this wonderstruck all the time, like all the time, filled with, with wonder, but we lose it as adults. Like go back to when you were a kid. When you're a kid, things surprise you all the time, don't they? All the time. Things that you experienced for the first time blew your mind. Do you remember having ice cream for the first time? Thank you, Jesus. I mean, talk about a Holy Ghost moment. It was like that for our kids. It was like all over them, you know, just like everywhere, it was amazing. Like you gotta go back to that first experience when you first saw the ocean or you first saw mountains because y'all know we flat here, baby, you know? And you actually see mountains that aren't skyscrapers. Like it is awe-inspiring. Uh, you remember how excited you were as a kid for that birthday present? Like you were gonna forget about it next week, but that day, it was awesome. Jaw-dropping, incredible, this wonderstruck. You remember being so excited for Christmas morning? Like you couldn't sleep, you're waking up your parents at 1 a.m. Like, is it time yet, right? They're like, go to bed. Like, but no, 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 like we're ready, we're excited. It's just wonderstruck, and so often we, we lose, it, lose this. You remember this, but as a child, you were very easily impressed very easily impressed I remember dad and dad and mom are in this service I remember dad I grew up in Mesquite uh, Texas and we went to this place called Mesquite barbecue dad you may not remember this but I remember this and and we we rolled in and and it was just real quick just right there so my dad was in the car I went in I was a little bit older and I remember waiting in line to get our barbecue there and there was this creepy dude beside me I say creepy because you'll find out why in a second but all of a sudden didn't even know me he looks at me and he's like you want to see something cool and I'm like I guess and he does one of those like things that it's just weird but it's where you pretend like you're removing your thumb do you know what I'm talking about like I can't do it with a microphone very well like that kind of thing and again it looks super fake it's it's weird why would he do that with a random kid but I remember it freaked me out I'm like what kind of dark magic is this but again, as a kid, you're like easily shot. Do you remember this even, dad? My dad remembers this. Little, my mom, you weren't there. That's why you don't remember that. But like dad was there. And, and, and so I'm wearing back to my dad. I'm like, dad, what was this? And he showed me what it was. I remember dad, I, like you did this all the time. I do it with my kids too now. Um, but when it would rain there in Mesquite and, and uh, it'd be raining, my dad said, hey, you wanna, you wanna see something cool? I'd be like, yeah. And every time uh, he'd go over or under an overpass, he would snap and he would act like he was stopping the rain. And it just blew my mind. And and you can tease and say, well, you shouldn't have blew your mind. I was a kid, okay? And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. And he told me like years later, you know, when I was 18, no, I'm just kidding. But like, (laughs) but it's just like these little things, right? You're easily impressed. Like like it doesn't take much to impress you. It's being wonderstruck. It's a sense of awe and wonder. But as we grow older, We tend to lose our sense of wonder that we once had. We think that's a kid thing, that's a child thing. And here's the mistake that I make as a parent all the time. I am way too often trying to get my kids to act more like an adult instead of, you know what? I need to act like a kid sometimes. And that's actually what Jesus talked about. Now, obviously we gotta grow up in lots of different ways, but we should never grow up when it comes to the things of God. There should be this sense of wonder And awe. the truth is for many of you and the Holy Spirit's convicting you right now. And I know I've been here many different times as well, but things that used to captivate you no longer capture your attention things that used to move you. You used to be moved in worship. You, you couldn't wait to get to God's house. You couldn't wait to read your Bible and to go through these epic stories. That last song we talked about, all the different times that God came through and split the water. I mean, I mean he did so many incredible things and it used to move you, but now that childlike wonder has given way to more adult things like working and worry and stress and paying bills. Am I preaching to anybody today? And so we got to get back to that childlike wonder. As a church, I believe God wants to get us back to being wonderstruck again, to regain that sense of wonder that God is awesome. And I make mistakes with that word awesome. We use it way too often. We meaning me, but God is awesome. God is amazing. We've got to get back to that place that when we gather together, the first church had this. That there was an expectation in homes and at the temple, even in the temple courts outside the temple building, that when they gathered together, there was an opportunity for a divine move of God. And so you've got to get back to that. I've got to get back to that. That when we show up together, we read that word a lot, that there was an expectation that we can see a miracle today. That even though my marriage is broken, it can be healed today that even though my kids are far from god they can come home to god today that even though i'm caught up in that addiction and i fell again last night today i can find freedom we got to get back to it we got to get back to that childlike wonder that God I believe you are who you say you are that when we gather God is at work we can't always see it but it is happening heaven invading earth that we would believe heart and soul that God still does the supernatural do you believe it do you believe that and that's not just back then god was the same yesterday today and forever he hasn't changed our perception of him has changed He still does miracles. He still sets the captive free. Miracle signs and wonders are not restricted to the early church. There's some really bad theology out there and we don't believe that here, but there's a lot of churches that say it ended with the early church. That is not true. I have seen miracles with my own eyes. Jesus promised greater things to happen with those who believe. I believe, a lot of you believe. I'm telling you, we are still in those moments where God is gonna continue to work the Holy Spirit spirit is still working God is in the miracle working business and closed up shop I wrote it down this way maybe this will speak to you but we need to get back to the place where we put some respect on that name it's a big thing in music a big big thing was to let put some respect on my name I'll tell you what we need to put some respect on the name of Jesus like, like, like we can joke and we can make fun and we can tease each other. That's all cool, I get that. Even as guys, if you're teasing your friend, that means you love your friend. You know, I, I get all that. Like, we'd be lighthearted, all that kind of stuff. But Jesus, we're serious. Jesus, we, we care. Jesus, we respect. Jesus, we have reverence and awe. Jesus, we gotta put some respect on that name. So I just wanna take a moment here. It won't be long and then I'll get to point number two. But I wanna take a moment here and i want to remind us all of who Jesus is to put some respect on that name. You need to know this and be reminded of this, that Jesus is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He didn't even have to move his hand to create all of that. He spoke it into existence. That's who he is. Put some respect on that name. He is the God that rules and reigns on high. It doesn't matter who's the president, who are the kings and queens right now. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Put some respect on that name. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is omnipresent everywhere at the same time. Put some respect on that name. He is holy. He is righteous. He is sovereign in all of his ways. You better put some respect on that name. He's the Alpha and the Omega. I'm going back to my Pentecostal roots, y'all. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last he's the A to the Z he's the beginning and the end he's the one who was who is and is still to come put some respect on that name this is a sign of a healthy church that God is moving there is wonder and awe. you don't just go through the motions I know that we've taken a lot of us communions like all the time, so many, I mean, thousands of times in my lifetime taking communion, just hundreds, hundreds, thousands. But still, when we get back to communion and we take it together again, we do it the first Sunday of every month at least, when we have those moments, you take it like it's the first time. That wonder and that awe. Yeah, it's, it's just bread. And I don't even know if it's really bread. You know, like what we take is like, it's probably plastic. But anyways, it dissolves a little bit. It's got a little crunch if we let it, you know, last for a little while. And so you got that and then you got the grape juice and some of our grape juice, it just it's not fermented, but it kind of gets fermented because we hadn't used it in a while. You know, that kind of deal. It's got a little bit of... You know that kind of taste afterwards, but still it's not the symbol or it's not the the elements it's the symbolism of what what you remember and what you recognize that this represents Jesus that he literally gave his life for me, the body that was broken, the blood that was spilled you got to get back to that first time when you took communion for the very first time, it was so humbling because you remembered that that should have been you on the cross all that pain and all that stuff. All, everything that was put on Jesus should have been put on you. And when you take it for the first time, it is mind-blowing. You gotta go back to when you first got saved and you remember how jacked up your life was before Jesus. And even though you were not good enough to get to him, he is good enough for you to get to you. And he gave his very life. And so you didn't have to do all these things. Hey, 10 steps and then you can be right with God. You can be right with God because of Jesus, not because of you. And you remember how much he saved you from. I'm telling you, there's awe. There is wonder that I should be going to hell but because of Jesus, I'm on my way to heaven. Are y'all with me, church? It's this childlike wonder. God, you are so good. You are so awesome. Literally, you are awesome. And I will always remember, I'm not gonna let the worry and the stress and all the bills and all the stuff that we go through, all that junk, I'm not gonna let it distract me from who you are. We've gotta regain that. And so here's my challenge to you. It's very practical today. I'm gonna challenge you that every single time that we gather together, that you remind yourself before you enter into this building, that there is an opportunity for miracles today. When you get ready to lift your hands and worship God, I want you to remember that you have a moment to come face to face with your creator. That, that that he is so loving and so awesome and he is going to move in your life there should be an expectation that when you're sitting down right now it's not like pastor I hope you got a good message today pastor I hope you got a creative sermon illustration today pastor I hope you're going to do something really cool that I'll remember throughout the week no, no no you're sitting down today saying you know what I've got an opportunity to hear the living word of God and I know the word of God does not return void I'm going to walk out this place change not because of some dude on a platform but because of the living active word of God that has changed my life and will continue to change my life it matters when you serve, it's not just, hey, I'm doing it to feel better about myself or because pastor told me to. It's like, I've got a chance to be the hands and feet of Jesus, this childlike wonder. God, and in fact, right now, I just wanna even repent before the Lord. God, we, we, we repent before you that we've let things become mundane for us. Things just kinda doing a habit and routine. God, get us back to be children again, like you've called us to be. We repent before you. Do you repent before the Lord? We repent before you. Help us to get back to that childlike wonder. It's a sign of a healthy church, not stuck up. No, 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 I'm gonna humble myself. I said a lot more than I planned to, but I'm just gonna say that was the Holy Spirit. All right, another sign of a healthy church. Number two, we are a community, not a crowd. A community, not a crowd. And I could preach this all day twice on Sunday because I will preach it twice today. (laughs) But the church was never meant to be a spectator thing. We have gotten this so backwards in America. Like shame on us, so backwards. It's like, hey, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna watch and, and because I like the music or because I like the kids' ministry for my kids or because I like the preaching, yeah, it gets a little too hyper, but I, I can handle it, you know? Like because I like this, I'm gonna go. That's not how the church was supposed to be. It's not a, it's not a spectator thing. Like you're not a, just another face in the crowd. The church was always designed to be your tribe, your people, your family. And if you think differently, you're thinking incorrectly, because that's not what the word says. The word says it was a community. Like they were gathered together. They did things together. Acts 2 said it this way. They were together and had everything in common. They gave to anyone in need every day. They weren't relying on the government. They were like, we've got this. We are so much better than that when we're at our best. And so we can handle. I thought I'd get an amen there. But anyways, we we gave to anyone in need. Every day they met together in the temple courts. They ate together with glad and sincere. That's how I eat, y'all. Glad and sincere hearts. (laughs) I'm, I'm just, I love to eat. That's all I'm saying. And, and so, does, so does God, apparently. There's gonna be a marriage supper of the lamb up in heaven, you know? There's gonna be some good food up in there, and it ain't gonna show on your body later because it'll be glorified, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in a healthy church, we, we don't all agree about like the little things, but we all agree about the main thing. And so, yeah, we can have little differences, and yeah, we're gonna have some disagreements. That's family. That's just reality, But with different backgrounds, different upbringings, different views on little things, still in a healthy church, everyone is unified under the same vision, working together as a community to accomplish that vision. And that's what it means here wasn't like that they all agreed on every little detail so they all agreed on jesus they all agreed on the word of god these big rock items like we are unified together and we can accomplish a lot way more together than we could apart and honestly and i was thinking about this and, and i and i i struggled even with this message just, God, what do you want to say and what do you want to speak to us but like how practically do we live this out and so i just went back again to acts chapter 2 just looking at what we read, looking at what I just highlighted. And one of the best ways to not be a spectator, one of the best ways to be a part of the community is to serve. It just is. And, it's, and, if, and if serving is like beneath you, then leadership is beyond you, okay? Even Jesus came to serve. And, and, and if it was important to him, if we're gonna follow Jesus, it should be important to us. And it's not, hey, y'all come serve me. It's we serve each other. That's what it is. We serve each other. And you can't read Acts chapter two without seeing this on repeat over and over and over again. They served each other. They volunteer. They're part of the dream team. This is what the church looks like at its finest. Many people doing a little to take care of each other and reach more people. And so that should be our passion. That should be our heart. It's not, well, Pastor Ryan wants more free labor. That's not what it is. It's honestly for your benefit too, that you would be able to serve someone else and then they could serve you. I got people that come to us all the time. Hey, thank you for doing this. And thank you for doing this. And here's what I say to them all the time. I've said it to some of you. It's an honor. And here's what we believe, that one day you'll be able to serve us when we need it, when we're hurting, when when we've gone through something. And that's how it should be, right? It's not just one-sided. It's not just, oh, it's for the professionals that are on staff. It's everybody, that we would serve each other, that we would love each other, that we would help each other. This is how you're a part of a community. It's every person in the family contributes something. We do that with our kids. And I'll be honest with you, they don't contribute much. They're cute and that, that that's a big contribution. They got that from my wife. Like that that's awesome. But but they don't contribute a lot, but but you better believe they do some things. They do. And we're we're teaching them that when you're a part of a family, it's not just take. That's not how it is. I know you're two years old and you can have your terrible two, you know, pity party. We call it the terrific twos, by the way, just trying to speak faith. <laughs> but like I know like you're upset, but but you, you can throw that in the trash. You can. You can do that. Like you you, you can make sure that you put your dishes like in the sink like you can do some things and so that's how a healthy family is that everybody does a little and it accomplishes a lot and here's kind of what sold me on this and i know this is a big deal um i don't talk about serving a ton i don't make big pushes very often that's really just not how i roll i'd rather just god speak to you but i really felt like today that god wanted to speak to you through me and, and here's kind of the pattern that I saw. And it was really cool how God, because again, I struggled with this message, uh, but this is kind of how God kind of took me here as uh, our team, and this was not my idea, our, our best ideas don't come from me, but, but our team came up with this idea that they wanted to start doing volunteer spotlights for social media in our church. And you've seen these, we've started to post them. I think we'll do one a week for a little while. And our team has been interviewing uh, volunteers. So people that are not on payroll, uh, people that they're coming here because they love Jesus, they wanna serve, they believe passages like this. And, and here's what sold it for me is every single one of them, it was a pattern and, and they didn't know I was gonna even use this in this message, I didn't even know until a few days ago. Um, but every single person that we've interviewed, these volunteers, some have been here for a while, some have been here for a year or so, but every single one of them, the repeat thing they had as they said this, I love serving because it makes me a part of the community. And so when I kept seeing that over and over again, because I've seen stuff we haven't released yet, I'm like, I gotta talk about this. And again, I know it sounds self-serving, but I ain't trying to get you to serve me. I told you, I don't ever want that fancy parking spot. You know, I don't need that. Like, that's not how it works here. Like, we serve each other. And so I've got one little quick little testimony I'll read to you from one of our awesome volunteers. I didn't ask permission, but they are in this service and they're incredible. And here's what they said. They said this. Well, I guess I didn't have to ask permission because it's gonna be on social media. But anyways, (laughs) Here's what they said, this is powerful. It preaches it way better than I could. My favorite part of volunteering is connecting with people. It means a lot to me to get to know people, not just come into the church building, but developing those relationships with people. I've created some great friendships over the years serving. It's nice to have people there for you when you're going through something. That's what I'm telling you about. Have people there for you when you're going through something, or you can be there for them when they're going through something. Having that community around me is the most impactful. And so the longer that you stay on the sidelines, you know what I'm gonna tell you, you will get a sore butt, okay? You don't wanna sit on that bench for very much longer. And I know that we've got church hurt in the house and that's real. I know some of y'all went to a church where you did everything, you know, and if you weren't there, the church couldn't happen, the services that day, I get all of that. But this is the time that we've gotta get back to being the original church, what God intended us at our best. And we are at our best when everyone is giving something. Something, not everything, something. And I know we've all got excuses and we all got things. Trust me, I got three kids. Like I I, I get it. But we are in a season where God is blessing and God is growing. And what can happen if we're not careful is that with our growth, it's the same people that keep serving and all the new people just spectate. But this is not what God designed for us. It's not, hey, we're all kind of in the same area and we kind of all like the same things. And so that's why we go here. We go here because God has called us to be here. Amen? Amen. Come on, amen? Amen. It's not a church shopping thing because when you church shop and you church hop, as soon as something happens that maybe you would have done it a little bit differently, I'm not talking about sin, just a small minor thing, then you're gonna go somewhere else. But that's not family, it's not a community. Family and community is, hey, when we go through some stuff, we're gonna work it out together. And we're committed in the same way that you should be committed to your marriage and committed to your children. We're, we're committed to the family, the tribe that we're a part of. And if we'll all do a little, we can accomplish a lot. And so if you're not serving, this is your day to sign up. And it's real simple, real simple. But on a connection card, you can check a box. See Bat Pocket in front of you. Online, it's ChristCove.net slash info. You can check a box. I'm interested in volunteering. Most people serve once a month. And we're doing, we're doing good without you, we are, but we could do a lot better with you. And we could reach more people and serve more people, each other, but also people that come in new. So I'm gonna challenge you, if you're not serving, this, this is your day to get signed up. We'll follow up with you, we'll find a spot that matches your gifting, but you were never meant just to spectate, just to watch. When you just watch, that's when you start being picky and that's when you start saying, hey, what can they do for me? And that's not the heart of God the heart of God is how can I serve someone how can I help someone I know there's church hurt and I know there's things that you've gone through just like I've gone through some people have really hurt me the church gets jacked up sometimes I've really been hurt by people like that's just reality but I realized today that hurt people hurt people and if I just walk around wounded the rest of my ministry the rest of my life then I'm gonna bleed on people who never cut me and some of you are doing that, you're bleeding on people. I don't trust you, I can't do this. They never even hurt you. And so again, the church hurt is real, but, but you can find healing in Jesus. So today is your day. For those that are serving, there's a lot of you that serve, man, you keep serving. I love these signs we got in the back, keep showing up. Like, that, like that's a constant reminder, you keep, you keep serving, you keep being faithful, it's a big deal. And as we all do a little, we can accomplish a lot. This is what we do. So we gotta get back to childlike wonder. We gotta get back to making sure we're all contributing, not just spectating. So again, fill out that card. We got so many opportunities. This is awesome. We don't see this in this service, but we're gonna get there. But in second service, if you got preschoolers, you know that AL class, we are not up to fire code in there because we got so many kids. Don't tell anybody if they work you know, in those areas, but like, 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 we got some former firemen here, but like those that are currently a part of that, don't tell them. But like that, that that room in second service is so packed. God bless those incredible volunteers. We've got the Fox class and additional class ready, but guess what? We're looking for some more people to serve so we can launch that in the second service. There's areas in greeting and cafe and, and the booth. And the, you gotta go through a little bit of process to sing. Everybody's like, I wanna sing. We got a little bit of a thing for that. But still, there's so many areas that you can serve. Greeter. Today is your day. This is not a crowd. You're not just another face. This is not some Christian concert. We are the church. We are a community, the body of Christ. And we're called to serve in an area that matters for eternity. Why don't you close your eyes with me? Bow your heads. Jesus, there are markers, as you tell us in your word, signs, indicators of what a healthy church looks like. And I pray, God, number one, that you'd help us to get back to that childlike wonder. I just feel this right now, Holy Spirit, as you're speaking to me, I I feel there's many, many in this service that that, that's, that's their point, that that's what you're wanting to drive home. They've been a Christian for a while. They've been going to church for a while and they've lost their wonder. Things have become just mundane just kind of doing the same things over and over again there's no heart there there's no passion there that even during the worship songs and during message and opportunities to serve it just feels more like this this ritual this routine and instead of just being just out of love and out of passion and the joy i pray god you'd help us to get back again get back to our first love to you and to remember who you are, God, and what you've done, but also that you love others and you want to use us. Help us to get back to that childlike wonder. I pray, God, there would be a holy expectation next Sunday, the practical point, that when they come to service, it's not just another service. They realize that there is powerful potential when we gather together. And I know, God, when there's an expectation in the house, when there's an expectation of miracles, that's when you show up. And so I pray, God, even during the countdown next week, there'd be a buzz in the room, that there'd be this holy expectation, man, can it get to service time already? Because I am ready to go after God. And I pray, God, that during the songs that that we would step out of our comfort zones and we would lift our hands and we would lift our voices and we would pour out our hearts to you. and, And I pray God that during worship, just like happened in the New Testament, I pray God that the shackles would fall off, that addictions will be broken in Jesus' name. I pray God next week, there'll be a holy expectation sitting underneath the preaching of your word that we would believe heart and soul that your word does not return void and that one word from you God not from a man but one word from you oh God can change everything it can alter destinies it can change family trees I pray God that there be an expectation at the end of each service next Sunday God that we can come down for prayer and when people pray for us not only do you hear their voice but God you respond to the prayers of your people the prayers of a righteous person availeth much i pray god we get back to that wonder and i pray god also number two for those that because of church hurt because maybe at a former church they were doing everything and they got burnt out i pray god for those that have been sitting on the sideline for far too long i pray god they would get into the game serve That's our calling. This is not a spectator thing. This is not a crowd watching a concert and all the professionals. We are a community serving each other. And when we serve each other, everybody doing a little. When we do that, every need will be met. Every need. It's not a few people doing everything. It's a lot of people doing a few things. So God, help us to get back to that place. Not because... I preached it at them, but because we see it clearly in your word, this is us at our best. And God, I pray lastly, most importantly, for anybody in this service, it happens every single week, almost every single week. But I pray for anybody in this service, God, that's far from you. I pray today, today would be their day of salvation, that they would give their life to you. Jesus, you love them so much. You gave your life for them. It wasn't the nails that kept you on that cross. It was your love for them. And not only did you die in their place so that they could be forgiven, but you also rose from the dead so that they could have victory. And so I pray right now, Lord, that in this holy moment, they would surrender their life to you. And here's how you do it. Romans chapter 10, verse nine. Just keep your eyes closed. But Romans chapter 10, verse nine, tells you how that you're saved. It says this, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So right now you can do that, friend. That's how you're saved. You can confess and believe. You can just whisper to the Lord right now, Jesus, I confess that you are God. I speak that out loud. I, I whisper it to you right now. I confess you are God. And Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. And so I ask you, you've got to ask him this, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin, to clean me up from the inside out. Jesus, thank you for those that are going from death to life on their way to hell, now on their way to heaven, not because of their works, not because of this church, not because of me or a strategy, but because of you, Jesus. You are the only one who has the power to save. So thank you, God, for those that are committing their life to you. I pray you'd encourage them right now that what they've just done, it is not the finish line, it is the starting line of faith. That you wanna disciple them, you wanna grow them, you want them to find their community, their tribe, their family of God. So they can grow together, they can serve others and be served by others. They can keep that childlike wonder. God, this is not the end, this is the beginning. And I thank you, God, for those that have surrendered their life to you just like I have. It is the most important decision they could ever make. God, we give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. If you made a decision for Jesus Christ or if your life has been impacted in any way, please send us an email at info at We would love to hear your story. And for those that committed your life to Christ, we want to help you on your new journey by sending our free Start Bible Kit in the mail. If you'd like to partner with us financially, simply click on the Give tab at ChristCove.net. There it will take you to a safe and secure page where you can set up a one-time or recurring gift to help us accomplish our vision, heaven full and hell empty. And as always, you can find out more about Christ's covenant on our website or on Facebook or Instagram at ChristCoveHouston.